Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the World Through Electrospects podcast. If you hear something that you think you would like to see from this particular episode, please feel free to check out the video version of the podcast or check out the show notes, all of which can be found at twtepodcast.com. Enjoy the show. So, scrolls are the bad guys. And you're a Kree, a race of noble warriors. Heroes. Noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. Would you like to know what you really are? I think I had a life here. What aren't you telling me? You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think. This war is just the beginning. I'm not going to fight your war. I'm going to end it. Greetings, noble warrior heroes, and welcome to the World Through Electrospecs podcast. My name is Caleb. And my name is Pete. And welcome to the show, the live show. We got a little bit of a live, well, not yeah. a, how do you get a little bit of a live stream? We got a live stream going again. <laughs> Right. It all depends on the bandwidth. Yeah, it's only a quarter of the screen. <laughs> but um, Brett is on the live stream right now, which is pretty cool. Always a always a pleasure having him joining us to hang out and, and throw in the occasional fun comment. Definitely. Uh, this particular episode, we are going to be talking about the Captain Marvel trailer, specifically trailer number two that uh, dropped very very recently and a lot of people were talking about it mainly because they were talking about brie larson punching an old lady what <laughs> yes and it was it was best too because the that poor teenage kid was like all like scooching back in his chair like <laughs> yeah. oh man 
<laughs> See, it's we cool, know man. what's going on there, but the characters in that scene, uh, theoretically, the people in that train or bus or whatever that is, are just, they're, this lady in a weird costume is just beating the crap out of an old lady. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, let's work on, I mean, we, we'll work a little bit more on structure a little bit more as we go forward, but I kind of wanted to start off with the crew, the cast and crew involved in this movie. Um, and then we can kind of use that as, as, mm, ammunition for lack of a better way of putting it, um, or kind of, uh, spice, you know, kind of, okay. kind of adding to as we go through the trailer kind of more or less scene by scene we're going to try to stick to a half an hour this time okay um, but of course this is a movie that is being released by Marvel Studios um, it is a prequel as far as I can tell actually you know what first and foremost we should uh, yes full disclaimer I know mostly nothing about Captain Marvel, but I mean, I did a lot of research for this episode of the show. Right, right. But I, I before this, I didn't know much about her, mm-hmm. um, or just the character in general. Or so I've got some interesting information that I found while I was doing research for the show. Uh, but for the most part, I'm sure I'm going to piss somebody off, especially being the fan base that this <laughs> that this movie is is found in. Sure. Well, it, it'll be interesting, too. It depends on your depth of comic book hero fandom or fan boy or girl that you may have. For True. Sure. Um, that being said, I did feel really intimidated. I thought it sounded like a great idea was- to take this on. Sorry? Oh. No, I, was, I like how so. Uh, because when, when, when we first talked about doing this, we were like, yeah, it's a, it looks like a cool movie, and we like the Avengers movies. We're nerds. It's a comic book live action movie. Um, everybody's talking about this new trailer that was dropped. Let's do it. Let's. And then I started doing a little bit of research. And okay. if there's anything that rivals, if not surpasses, the Star Wars wiki pages and Wikipedia. It is the vast whole. Well, maybe not whole is a good. Whole might not be a good. It's it's the vast uh, library of information online that is the Marvel universe, right? As, with the comic books and the shows and the movies, and it's a bit of a. Ugh, it's <laughs> there's a lot to jump, lot to dive into, yeah. and I felt super universe out there. Sorry? Oh, I was just saying there is another universe out there. That's yeah. that's for sure. That's And this. then multiple different timelines and continuums and resets and uh yeah, and I was never a huge person into Marvel. I'm really enjoying the cinematic universe as I, I feel like a lot of people are. I feel like that's a little bit of me jumping onto a bandwagon there, but I definitely do uh enjoy a lot of the stuff that we're seeing in the cinematic universe. Um yeah. so but but when I saw that I felt a little intimidated. But after doing some research and and digging this trailer apart, I'm actually pretty excited to talk about it. So, uh, oh, good, okay. Let's. Uh, how do you, how are you feeling so far? What are your what are your uh, initial thoughts? Pretty good. It was kind of the same thing. Um, you know, I, I've heard of the superhero, right? Uh, but I haven't really had much interaction with understanding really the comics or uh, the different storylines. So when I was doing my research, also I was kind of like, ah, okay, that that's interesting. And, uh, you know, to know that she later joins another group 
of Marvel heroes without leading too much into spoilers for anyone that doesn't know. I'm uh, sure we're going to be touching a lot of spoilers this episode. Yeah. 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 Well, it'll be interesting to see. So in my, in my spin, this kind of introduces the character. We see her growing up. Um, I'm sure we'll learn about her relationship with her father and some other things as we start to get into the storyline, but it'll be interesting to see how far they take, uh, they take the stories. So I'm, her, I'm curious. her father, that was an interesting thing to pull out. Cause I didn't necessarily pull out anything related to her parents at all in looking at this trailer. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you wanted me to get into it right now, but there is, there is some background as to why, she went the path that she she chose and uh, you know I, I could be inaccurate on some of the facts but um you know she joined i i believe it i believe she joined the air force in spite of what her father wanted her to do because she was uh infatuated with speed is what i've what i've discovered in my research so hence hence the little races on the bike and the different things with her crashing and and what have you uh uh hit the brakes here for a second Okay, all right. Am I am I wrong here in gathering that you did a little bit of research before the show? <laughs> I did. I did some research, yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I know, normally I just wing it like and I just go, "Uh-huh, yeah, I remember that." Yeah. I'm actually yeah. both proud and that also makes me super excited cuz I I'm well, really wanting to see what we Oh, you're like joking your hopes up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my research was uh, in the bathroom before we started the show. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there squatting, scrolling on your phone. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, interesting, yeah. All right, well, uh, that being said, we've got you, we've got me, we've got pixel versions of you and me, we've got Brie Larson on the side of the screen here, and we've got Brett in the chat, and hopefully we'll grab a few more people in the chat along the way. So that being said, we got plenty of people here to support us and talk to us about this trailer, and let's just jump right into it. I really don't want to start saying that phrase because I'm going to start sounding like Philip DeFranco, and let's just jump right into it. (laughs) So anyways... So yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, I'm curious if we will meet her father. They're giving us some background, you know, and it that's important because her father has a military background, right? So, but she chose the Air Force. And I guess he didn't want her in the Air Force, but that's what led her into some NASA um, related work. Uh, and NASA, she was involved in some different. Uh, space things. And I don't know. See, the only thing I don't know is I don't know if she was involved in some of the space program work with NASA prior to her receiving her uh, powers uh, or if it was after she received those powers. Well, let's um, we can we can expand on that a little bit later as we're going through kind of a a scene by scene analysis of the trailer, because there's there's a little bit of that that I touched on in my notes as well. Uh, later on so let's uh let's touch on that more uh here in a minute first off let's i'll read a quick synopsis if somebody doesn't know what captain marvel is whether or not they've seen the trailers um a quick synopsis well it's not really a synopsis it's more like a sentence about the movie (laughs) a quick Um, reading from yeah (laughs) this is npr with pete and caleb a quick reading on captain marvel 2019 Action, adventure, sci-fi. Carol Danvers, who is Captain Marvel herself, becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught 
in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races, the Rebel, the Rebel Alliance, and the Empire. No, that's yeah. not what it says. <laughs> um. So yeah, this interesting idea of of a superhero who ends up somehow becoming one of the universe's most powerful heroes defending earth or attacking earth not entirely sure what her original intentions are and what her current intentions are in the Mm. middle of a war between two alien races a lot of that i added myself but anyways i'm believing she's um defending earth because i think now correct me did i hear that right earth is caught in the middle in the middle of a galactic war. In the middle of a galactic war, right? Yep. So she's coming in, going and being the peacekeeper. That's my. You think so? But there may yeah, be some. Yeah. I don't know. From from what I gathered from my notes in the trailer, uh, there may be some possible, maybe maybe not, kind of situation there, or mm-hmm. she may be having kind of an internal struggle on how uh, her what her role in that. Uh, galactic war is whether she's on either or the other side um so let's talk for a quick second sorry Uh, i'm just saying you always wonder how closely marvel tries to follow some of the the comics but if i'm correct they try to do a non-comic book related storyline so it's like another um uh, it's like a a, another storyline how does that run you know what i'm saying do you know how, okay, we're Star Wars geeks too, right? So you know right. how Star Wars has its stories and it's got its books and the books kind of run along with the storyline, but then oh. they have their own thing happening. So I'm thinking, so is Marvel, don't they always kind of do their own new storyline for these movies um, and not really follow a comic book story, right? I think it ends up being a lot like Star Wars. Where I, I think we're going to have a hard time any episode not equating <laughs> things to Star Wars. But I think it, it ends up, at least the way I understand it, it seems to work a lot like uh, how Star Wars works with the expanded universe and Legends versus the current yeah. canon, where there is probably a lot of stuff that goes on in the movies that contradicts a lot of the comic books. Um but uh, they bring elements of those stories in that they want to bring in, but they rewrite things that they want to rewrite, you know? Um, So, So, yeah. So I wonder how tightly knit that story is because that's where she derived from, arrived from, derived, arrived, whichever word went in there. That's where she drove from in her car. (laughs) Space uh, car. So her, her, existence as a superhero is in the movie but i wonder how closely they'll follow this intergalactic kind of war which is why i mean i guess that could be kind of summarized up as as especially with marvel movies um everything that happens in terms of or in relation to uh how uh close it follows the original stories or the original characters the original comics or whatever, uh, all of that has to be kind of taken with a grain of salt. True, right, yeah. right. So this movie is being directed by Anna Bowden, Bowden, Bowden. I think I'm assuming Bowden. Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. And I looked up their um, their history. Fleck sounds familiar. It does, but I looked up their history as um, directors. All I really found was that Anna and Ryan 
uh, Anna Boden and Ryan Fleck, I guess they work together as directors and writers on movies pretty frequently. As a matter of fact, even on her IMDb page, uh, there's a section here where it says she's known for her collaborations with her fellow filmmaker, Ryan Fleck. Um, But in looking at their credits for what they've directed, nothing really um, stands out to me. Uh, That Hmm. is probably just me and my experience, though. Um, But most of this, I mean, some of it looks like no, I didn't. I didn't look into those. Why don't you read a couple off for for myself um, and the viewers? There's actually it's actually a pretty short. Li- as far as director is concerned, we've got Captain Marvel. Of course, this is for uh, this is for Anna Boden. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel, Room One Hundred Four. Um, we've got Mississippi Grind. Um, it's kind of a funny story. I've heard of that. Sugar and a couple documentaries. Um, as far as writer is concerned, uh, it's half of those or she also wrote and directed those um, okay and then for uh for ryan fleck we have room 104 again again because they work together a lot of these are the same same list right, uh, but right. some that i haven't named uh that he worked on well wow it's basically the same list <laughs> there's just a couple extra ones but they're documentaries and short films so yeah i'm just i'm not familiar with most of the stuff that they worked on so I don't really have any. I'm not really walking into this with any uh, predetermined expectations as to how it's going to be written or directed. That'll be interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. This is kind of my first introduction into these writers and directors, uh, respectively. So, yeah. uh, I, I wonder. I wonder how much of the other um, film cast is is got history with Marvel. Uh, almost- well, great. <laughs> great thing to say we have uh uh we'll get there in a second we have brie okay. larson of course is the main the main uh actress uh, main character she's playing carol carol danvers otherwise known as captain marvel the main character the n- character that the movie is is named after um we also have Gemma or uh, i'm going to say Gemma chan who plays a character named min irva now apparently uh and in i'll pull up the scene here uh, in the trailer, apparently most of these characters here are actually pretty prominent characters in the in the comics. Um, okay. They all have names and they're all they all have backstories and they've all been fleshed out at some point in the comics. I'm not familiar with them though, so I'm just going to stick to the people I, I recognize for a few other things. Right. So I'm wondering if that's the that's the group that she was with with NASA. <clears throat> no. 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 That's not, not okay. as far as I can tell. It's not. So. Um, Oh no! That yeah, that look, that's an elite force there with the mm-hmm. whole. Uniform. Uh, those yeah. the, it appears to be Cree, the Cree that she's with. The Cree, right? Which, interestingly enough, and uh, oh, I'll skip a couple right, people and then right, I'll go back. There's the back in the back. Uh, my left, the back left. You see, um, a character known uh, called Korath, uh, played by. I'm gonna totally murder this name. Uh, Jimin Hounso. That's close. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> I tried. That was close. Um, but uh, you may recognize him as the dude in the very beginning of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, he's a dude when um when Star Lord at the very beginning of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie when Star Lord is going after the uh the little the little ball thing that's in the triangle, um. Yeah. Uh, this guy. This is the guy who shows up and points the gun at him and says, tells him to stop. 
you know, whatever he's doing, and he's like, oh, but I'm Star-Lord, and he's like, Star-Lord, that's a dumb name, that's this dude. Oh, this okay. is uh, apparently somehow earlier, um, and we'll see a couple. Uh, we'll see another person, and a little bit more of some interesting stuff that kind of relates to Guardians of the Galaxy. Interestingly enough, later on in this trailer too. So I wonder if this uh, still that you've got here. You are so it, ready to jump right into the trailer yeah. itself. <laughs> I know you're like you're biting at the. I wanted. To, I have a few more people. A few more uh, on the cast that I want to talk about here, and then we'll jump oh, right okay. into the trailer. I'm just um, looking at timeline. This this trailer intentionally is jumping it jumps all over or, the timeline. It jumps all the over story. the freaking place. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you noticed that too. Um, so we also have Jude Law. Um, name sounds very familiar. I'm not entirely. Uh, sounds familiar to me as well. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's playing a character in Sherlock Holmes. Was he in the other Sherlock? Was he? Um. Was he? Yeah. He was Watson in the most recent Sherlock Holmes. Oh, movies. Yeah. Um. With uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, what else is he known for? Man, he's got a long list. <laughs> Trying to see if any of these stand out to me. Um, AI, uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. He was Sky Captain, um, which is a very strange. That was a very strange movie, but uh, mm. he was in Hugo. Um, Grand, oh, he was the young writer in, in Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, which is a fantastic movie. Absolutely love that movie. Brett has an uh, an affiliation there for uh, Jude Law. Loves Jude Law. Yeah, I've it's many of his films. So I I'm not good with recognizing names. I'll recognize his, oh. I'll recognize faces and recognize the characters when I see them. But so I recognize the name Jude Law, but I really had to dig into this list to really understand who he was. Yeah, same. Uh, supposedly he's he's. Uh, most well known for his roles in Gattaca, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley, uh, Sherlock Holmes, and uh, Hugo. Is just what I'm kind of seeing in his quick little snippet here. Um, but he's playing a huh. character. He's okay. playing a character called Walter Lawson. Uh, otherwise, well, there's a little okay. slash here, and this may be a spoiler. Um, otherwise known as Marvel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So among the rest of the cast, I'll just blow through a couple of them here. We also have Ben Mendelsohn uh, playing a character named Talos, who appears to be the main scroll uh, character in this trailer. Um, you see him in both his scroll form and his human form at some point. We'll see that here in the analysis in a, in a second. Oh, Repo Men. Brett is saying, uh, yes. I'm assuming Jude Law was also in Repo Men. We've blown his cover. We mean evilest fool. Sorry, sorry. Evilest fool. <laughs> Fools! Um, but Ben Mendelsohn, you'll also... Um, I mean, you probably mostly recognize him as... Um, uh, Director Krennic from uh, Rogue One. Yeah. He was also in... I believe I believe he was in... Uh, uh, the Batman... Dark, Dark Knight Rises 2... Sorry, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in his credits here. He was he was a character named Daggett in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, ben Mendelsohn is a great actor. I've seen. I mean, I recognize. I don't. I can't list off what he's been in, but I definitely recognize him. And and he's done really good stuff. Um, and then of course we have Samuel L. Jackson doing a really good job of making him look really young. Yeah, in this trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's mainly the haircut. 
but uh i hope we i hope we learn more about um maybe here's where we learn about him losing his eye but he's got this he's got that interesting like like band-aid and scar yeah over I think his eye so whether it happens in the movie or not i think they're kind of probably uh not foreshadowing but kind of referencing um brett says he was i'm assuming he's referring to uh ben mendelson being in uh the dark knight rises uh gotcha thank you brett but yeah i i'm assuming they're kind of referencing that eyebrow uh bandage that he has in this trailer they're kind of referencing the fact that he's got that nasty eye scar right (laughs) i got some notifications popping up so my apologies for that no that's totally fine so let's um that's about all I had for the crew and cast. Was there anything else you wanted? To, it sounds like you're pretty chomp you're chomping at the bit to get to the actual. Yeah. I've never been I never been one to really kind of worry about the cast, you know? See, I I love that kind of stuff because it I feel like it can give me a good insight. Like when we were talking about the Bumblebee trailer. Mhm. Um, knowing Justin Thoreau's history gives me a good insight of of how he's going to handle being that character in that movie voice acting in a franchise that's well known and has a huge fanboy uh, fan ba- fanboys fan base <laughs> um while also uh, uh having experience voice acting as an animated character you know that knowing his history as an actor gives me good and pretty high hopes on how his character is going to be in the movie that makes and sense i could be i could be proven right or i could be disappointed there so i like looking up history of yeah i I think it's a good thing definitely i guess we kind of glossed over brie larson brie larson has an insane list of things she's been in and awards she's won she's actually one of only 14 actresses who have won i think it was five or six different awards for one role in one movie um what movie was that you know um Uh, i can see if i can pull it up here oh where'd it go it was in the trivia section spongebob about to start there what spongebob (laughs) uh okay so according to imdb she is one of 14 actresses to have won the academy award bafta award critics choice award golden globe award and sag award for the same performance which was doesn't say do (laughs) <laughs> does not say <laughs> uh but that is extremely impressive that is oh, yeah, definitely that's crazy impressive so i'm i have nothing was a rock what maybe she played a rock what how would that what would okay <laughs> there's no acting you just kind of go okay all right <laughs> all right I just face palmed. Um, so, I mean, just trying to give a synopsis of everything that she's done. And yeah. I mean, she's just, she's, she seems like an absolute powerhouse of an actress and seems like she has been since a very early age. So um, I would just recommend looking her up and looking up things that she's been in before uh, because I don't think just talking about yeah. it here in this medium is going to do her justice. Well, just in the trailer, she really becomes that character i've got extremely high hopes for not high hopes but high expectations i think she's done it i think she's going to be absolutely stunning in this movie besides that i think it's fantastic but if marvel has done this right 
they introduce an, a, another female superhero for women of all ages, young mm-hmm. girls, whatever, to, to well, look up to. Maybe not old yeah. ladies. She's not too. Uh, <laughs> she's not too inspiring to old ladies. Um, <laughs> right. She's actually pretty threatening to old ladies. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you want to dive? You want to just do? You want to dive into the sure yeah, break yeah. down this trailer? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's I have it. notes. I even have my notes have timestamps, dude. I don't have timestamps. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> chime in when you have things to chime. So right off the bat, opening scene, we are greeted with a underground train, but more importantly, the label on the train little sign on the train says Los Angeles. So that's telling us right now, right off the bat, this is based out of Los Angeles, or it seems to be. Time frame, not entirely sure. People who understand the Los Angeles subway system could probably better understand what kind of, generally what time frame this exists in based on signage and how clean or dirty the place is or how everything's (laughs) set up, you know? But I'm, I don't know that kind of stuff. We move forward. And we have the scene we've been talking about for a while. The scene where an old lady gets punched in the face. Yeah, she by... must have already, at that point, she, is must have, she must have already done some whooping. Right. So, during this scene, we have, or during this collection of scenes, we have dialogue uh, overdubbed of um, Nick Fury. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm just a little nervous because I'm recording. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Jeez, I can't believe I forgot his name. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, what? What? What happened? What's wrong? But uh, we have Samuel L. Jackson um, doing a, a over, overdubbed on these couple of scenes where he's talking about two different races: the Skrulls and the Kree, claiming that the Skrulls are the bad guys and the Kree are the good guys. So to give a quick synop or um, a quick little description of those two races, so we have a good understanding of of kind of where they stand in this whole story. Uh, as we move through the trailer, I have a cute. I have a few excerpts from their articles uh, on the Wikipedia pages. Um, the scrolls, mm-hmm. apparently they are shapeshifters, which is an interesting thing to keep in mind. And that's kind of uh, shown here how the old lady appears to be one of these people. And we also see um, what appears to be Ben Mendelssohn's character in both a human form and a green goblin looking dude form. Um, so they've they've typically been uh, portrayed as the villains bent on invading Earth, uh, and they've been in prog- they've been engaged in a prolonged war with the with the Kree, the Kree being um, a technologically advanced militaristic race um, that apparently um, native to a planet called Hala, Hala, right? So. Okay. So apparently the Kree race resembles humans in appearance except for the fact that a portion of the Kree race have blue skin. Apparently uh, they have blue blood too. So maybe the blue race, the blue skinned ones just have really thin skin and you're just seeing their blood maybe. I don't know. But So this old lady appears to be a member of the Skrull race which are the bad guys of the film. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. 
Um, I think it's uh, interesting here in a second. Her her added um, her little bit that she adds on when he says that the Cree are a um, race of noble warriors, and she goes ah heroes, noble warrior heroes. Like she wants to, she wants to make sure that she makes that distinction that they're not just noble warriors. Cause you can have noble warriors that are kind of iffy as far as morals are concerned. I mean, just look at the Mandalorians in the star Wars universe. Look at the, the, um, uh, Oh, sure. Sure. She's helping um, find the good from the bad. Right. Um, why am I not, maybe Brett can chime in here. Why am I not um, remembering what's, what's the equivalent of the Mandalorians in the star Trek universe? Um, the Klingons, Klingons. Um, I mean, they're all noble, honorable warriors, but they're the bad guys still. Um, but then she goes, ah, heroes, make sure that that's known. Right. So I thought that was an interesting, and then she gives this funny little smirk. Like, like she's like, she knows something. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh. So then moving forward, um, we have the scene that I was talking about here where she's looking like a total, a total awesome person, uh, surrounded by these other warriors, uh, that all apparently have names that I don't know. Um, one of which is Korath, which I mentioned earlier was the dude from, or we, we, we will chronologically later see in, uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. We get the Marvel Studios logo. So later on, I have it on it at the kind of 34-second mark, we have a plane crash. And the next few scenes, we have a voiceover that says, Your life began the day it nearly ended. So as you kind of touched on earlier, it seems as though she was taken by taken in or taken under the wing of the Kree uh, after some sort of accident that she either had um, what appears to be with a Kree ship of some sort, maybe it's hard to be sure because you would think that if she was taken under the wing of this race, she would be given these powers after she was taken under their wing. But if you notice during the plane crash, she's already got the blue blood or supposedly during the plane crash, she's already got the blue blood. And then immediately after that, she's already got the lightning going on. So I'm almost wondering if she crashed with one of their ships or something. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. They're obviously jumping around a lot, but these yeah, particular yeah. scenes seem to be stitched together in the same kind of you know, I chunk. The, um, I wonder if it could be the thing where... Well, no, that probably wouldn't... No, please. I'm just She's military, right? And she's mm-hmm. NASA-related in the, the military aspect. Really, well, okay. Go on. Yeah, she's got... She's Right. Her military gets her into the Air Force. The Air Force thing leads her into NASA stuff. This is probably pre um Cree influence if you will but um i'm just wondering if, so- if something with the nasa like if she's on a nasa ad- mission or something and somehow ends up having contact with the scroll possibly and maybe the Cree take her in and save her i don't know i don't know necessarily where you're getting the nasa stuff as far as we see in these trailers she's uh she's at a test pilot school of some sort she's testing uh experimental military uh aircraft mm-hmm. yeah i'm scrolling through my previous 
research here and see if I can <clears throat> come across that again. Who knows if I can find it again? It's one of those things. But the uh, the voiceover that happens over the next few scenes says, "We found you with no memory. We made you one of us so that you could." Li- uh, I I trans <laughs> I transcribed that wrong. Uh, we made you one of us so that you could live longer, strong, so you could be longer, stronger, and superior. Something along the lines of that. I think I transcribed that wrong because there's a couple typos there, and I don't know how to translate it. I don't know how to translate my own typing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think uh, so. I have I have two things to mention here. One, this whole concept of her being in some sort of of tragic accident and then being taken under the wing of an alien race that, that teaches her how to be who she basically is, and she doesn't have a whole lot of memory of her past life, this heavily parallels Star-Lord's journey, for sure. Mm-hmm. Chris, uh, Peter Quill, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord. Right. He's, he's in a tragic situation, um, abducted by aliens, which turn out to be um, you know Marvel character aliens, so they're like normal people aliens, basically. Uh <clears throat> And uh, that's the life that he knows, and he doesn't remember most of his life on Earth. So it, it feels pretty similar. And there's a few other similarities that she seems to have with Star-Lord as well, which I uh, will mention when we get to that later. Um, I thought it was interesting that this lady in the voiceover, though, she's saying longer so that you can live longer, which makes sense as to why we're seeing Brie Larson as Brie Larson in mm-hmm. both this timeline and later on when we see her uh, most likely in the future Avengers movies, um, we're probably going to see her not having aged very much at all because of this. And this line kind of explains that, that the Kree made her so that she could live longer, uh, mm-hmm. so that she could be stronger. That's kind of obvious and, and kind of a given. She's literally shooting lasers out of her fists. Uh, and then superior. Um, I don't know about you, but when I hear the word superior, describing a people or a faction in a like a faction in a war or a race in a in a conflict of some sort when i hear the word superior the first thing i think of is megatron from the original 1980s cartoon or right. uh soundwave from the original 1980s transformers cartoon um and although it seems like this lady is a member of the cree the word superior is just really making me feel um hey hey we have a second person it's uh wes from lano c reviews how's it going wes sorry i just totally got derailed there (laughs) anyways that's my that's my point that i'm making here is that it seems like um using the word superior definitely makes it feel like uh a situation where they're a little on the uh bad guy side of the middle line or maybe maybe close to the middle line of the good guy side, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, I can kind of understand you're just... <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay, Wes. Um, that's why we have uh, that's why we have a live stream, to be interrupted by cool people. That's right. Or joined by... Not interrupted, joined by cool joined. people. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to uh, join in the conversation at any time. You know, yeah. If you've got something to add, for sure. Uh, speaking of something to add, what do you what do you think of that, Pete? What I'm, <laughs> well, what I was talking about there. It's weird that she's using the word superior to describe their race. Mm-hmm. That usually do, that usually seems kind of like to be uh, to dis- to elude kind of a gray area as far as uh, whether or not that race is the good guys or not. Yeah, yeah. 
trying to set them aside as the elitist and right their point of view is right but perhaps it's not you know i don't know and of course the lady who's saying this uh we see her later on in the trailer i don't think i'm gonna be able to grab that because she's in there for like yeah this lady i i guess i didn't grab i didn't figure out who she was hmm hmm i don't know who that was but um Moving know, could on. that be? I'm just looking through some notes here. I've almost completely lost you in those notes. <laughs> well, I'm I'm wondering if that was. No, I couldn't. I, I just wonder if it was like her mother or something, or. Um, I mean, she's definitely an old lady, an older lady that she seems to like a lot more than the lady on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, another thing of note here I thought was particularly interesting in this particular scene is that the person who's walking up towards her after this supposed crash, it, they seem to be wearing the same kind of green colored armor as the Kree. Okay. So kind of adds more to that theory of this is the scene. This is the collection of scenes where she's being, um, uh, brought in under their, under their wing and, uh, turned into a Spartan basically. So then we have this cool shot. I just, I, it's sweet looking. Bunch of chunky yeah. metal buildings. Um, could be uh, Cree, maybe a Cree planet, maybe. Yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I'm thinking she's. I don't know because it's yeah. it's directly I, I followed got by some kind of mishap, and they brought her in to help her. This weird room, right. Or there's that weird connection of like, hey, we need someone that has a connection on Earth with intelligence, uh, right. because she was part of the U.S. you know special forces and a part of the intelligence agency. So I don't know. There's a scene here where they're pumping Kool Aid into her bloodstream. It could be the Deadpool thing too. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, well, we're just taking this person because we need someone on the inside on planet earth to get to the scroll. I don't know. Oh, like they're using her. Yeah. Mm, which would also kind of go towards that idea that I was having where, um, Oh, and then later on in the trailer, we're starting to connect some dots here because later on in the trailer, some other dude says, um, um, you're not who you think you are. Do you want to, or, you know, you know, you don't, I think it was Ben Mendelssohn's voiceover that was saying, um, you want to, you'll learn, or do you want me to tell you who you really are or what your true purpose is or whatever? Mm. So that would kind of, you know, that would kind of add to that, mm. that theory that you have going on there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So blue Kool-Aid. Um, yeah. We got a lot to go through this trailer too yet. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I'm spaceship, uh, laser fists. Yes. I wish I, wish I had laser fists. This, this helmet's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. A little Spartanish, yep. Yeah, with the mohawk. Yeah, almost. Well, uh, they do show the helmet a little bit later on, where it almost does like the Star Lord thing, where it kind of disintegrates into nothingness. Uh, yeah. So that was the other thing, and we'll see that later in the trailer. Um, kind of going off on my on my little bit of a connection that I was making earlier, where it seems like her origin story is pretty similar to Peter Quill's origin story in Guards mm-hmm. of the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, whatever. Well, she does have a connection with the Guardians of the Galaxy 
somehow from my research. I didn't dig too deep into that, though. Interesting. Yep. As well as uh, Avengers. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, in a little bit of research I was doing, I guess in some of the original storylines, she at one point was the head of the Avengers, but... Oh. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, her origin story seems similar to Peter Quill's. Um, her helmet attachment and disappearing technology <laughs> uh, seems to be pretty yeah. similar to the way Star-Lord's helmet works. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we also have other, like, villain parallels where um, um, we saw Korath was his name, I believe. Um, yeah, Korath is one of the good-ish, maybe, <laughs> good-ish maybe guys uh, okay. in this trailer, in that one scene. And then we also, later on in the trailer, uh, you'll see... Uh, another character from Guardians of the Galaxy that makes an appearance, a very brief appearance that you don't recognize at first, but so, moving well, forward. Well, I just found out the name of the machine that alters her from a human to a human Kree hybrid. Which may be this machine. The, the Psychomagnetron. Is that a Decepticon? No. <laughs> That's the name of it. The, the, the uh, Psychomagnetron. Oh, Let's see if I can get this on screen for, for our viewers. Psychomagnetron. Interesting. I wonder if that's what this thing is. Right. That's that's kind of what I'm wondering as well. Maybe that's where she's being transformed into that hybrid, super-powered, superhuman. Hmm. Could be possible. You could be onto something. Yeah. But during the scene uh, where the laser beams are going into her brain... It's almost like a flashback to her childhood, too. Not just her childhood. It seems like she's going through multiple flashbacks, all of which she seems to be waking up. Almost like she's suffering from some sort of long-term memory loss, where it seems like she's lived multiple lives as she's been growing up over different age. That explains what the guy was saying to her, too. So maybe we won't really be told the story, but we'll be told her backstory through flashback. Possibly, it also goes along with this thing where she's saying the the like her past is somehow the key to the current uh, conflict that they're dealing with. Um, the fact that she doesn't really remember, and she's had she she even says in the trailer she has flashbacks of, of what seem to be past lives. Okay. But if you notice, um, it doesn't seem like any of the age ranges you see the younger versions of her in the trailer uh, repeat themselves. In other words, um, if she was just having flashbacks of past lives, she could have multiple different versions of kind of her and the way she looks as different teenagers going through different different lives, you know? But instead, we see one version of her as a little girl, one version of her as what looks to be a teenager, one version of her in a pilot, you know, one version of her in the modern day. None of those things repeat, so it almost doesn't feel like a past life thing. It almost feels like she's interpreting it as a past life thing, but it's more so that she's kind of forgetting things and reawakening during these different stages in her life somehow. Right. So it's giving a little bit of taste of the creation of the comic book hero without getting too into it. Yeah. But then giving us a new story. So then we were we were chatting about this a second ago, this scene yeah. here, which was kind of interesting, um, where she's in a jet of some sort. But um, now you were talking about NASA. This is what I, I thought maybe you were talking about, but it seems to be totally different. She's got a patch on her shoulder that says USAF Test Pilot School. Yes, she was a test pilot with the Air Force. And she actually had the call sign. Huh? What does that have to do with NASA? Well, no, she also did work with NASA from my research. Hmm. 
Yeah. In like well, the comic book? It says or? here her call sign while she was this test pilot was Cheeseburger. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Is this yeah. based is this like from the comic books or something? Or Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious if they'll have any kind of like Easter egg. Ooh, we are not connected to our YouTube live chat anymore. Yeah, we somehow disconnected from the live chat. We're still live, but uh, let me get signed back in here. Right click to configure. I'm working yeah. on it. Hang on. Hang on. No, We're getting there. That's fine. Um, her work with NASA was apparently after um, the test pilot work with the Air Force. Here it is. I found it. Uh, so it, it says here, NASA eventually requested her for an open position as head of security, which she accepted. There uh, we go. She resigned from the Air Force, uh, <clears throat> becoming the youngest security captain in NASA's history. So we actually got um, we got we got the chat back up, and uh, Brett, who, uh, well, I don't know how private he wants to be. Ah. Um, he's got he's got some background uh, in this, and he, he says cool. NASA will use USAF pilots as. Right test uh test pilots at times well i was uh i don't i don't know if uh evilest fool if you caught me speaking about this while we lost you on the chat uh but from my research here i'll read this little piece we, I we, were, again. we were still live we were live okay yeah we were still live it's just we couldn't see the chat for a yeah. second so nasa brought her in as head of security for them um and eventually became embroiled in the scheme of the interstellar alien kree empire that's based on the comics though right yeah. So again, that has to be kind of taken from a grain of thought of uh, of salt, grain of grain of salt, grain of salt, Peter. Peter. Well, yes, but it, it <laughs> kind of makes sense with the with the trailer timeline. So. It does, yeah. And like we were saying Some, earlier, we don't know how much of that stuff they're going to pull into this story. Right. It might be. It might all all of this discussion we've had so far could take place in like five minutes in a two hour film. <laughs> I'm exhausted. There's so much to talk about. All right, let's yeah. keep moving forward. So, and, and um, we, and, and right there, schedule round two. <laughs> did you um? Did you jump? Did you did you look up anything about the uh, call the label? Brett, maybe you can chime in and tell me what the term for this is. I don't know if it's a call sign or a label or or, but on the side of this other lady's jet. I can't. It's I can't. It read says it out. Maria. Uh, Photon Rambo. Ram Rambio Rambo Rambo. So I did a Google of that name. I can't see that. Okay. That's okay. Um I did a Google of that name. Apparently, um in the comics, as far as we're as long as we're talking about comics, uh how this relates to the comics, um apparently uh, Maria Photon Rambo. Uh, apparently, she was the mother of some form of original version of Captain Marvel. Um, I guess in one form of of the Captain Marvel storyline, Captain Marvel was a character known as Monica Rambo, who was the daughter of this Maria Rambo. Um, mm. I I should have kept the article up so I could look it up. I can't remember, but I I. One of the two, whether it was Maria or Monica, um, went by a couple different. I it was I think it was Monica because she supposedly um, we went she went through a couple different names. Yeah, he says he can't read it, but usually on the side of the cockpit, it's the name of the pilot. I got that much, but I was just oh. wondering if there was a specific name, a call sign, or if there was a specific term for the 
spray painted name on the side of the. So I wonder, so this probably isn't her. This might be like a pilot she's flying with or something. Right. And they may just be jets in a row. They may just be recycling uh, the name as kind of a reference to one of the comic book storylines. Right. Right. I just thought it was super interesting that when you Google the name on the side of that jet, who's happened, who happens to be the current Captain Marvel's friend, apparently from what it looks like, it comes up as being the mother of the original Captain or one of the original Captain Marvel's. Who, at some point before settling on the name Captain Marvel, went by the name Photon, which is her her call sign in quotes between her first and last name. So. So you okay? So you can't read this. Should I make uh, Should I make it bigger? Well, we can. Yeah, no, that's fine. But um, we might have to we might have to split this up into another. We're almost done. Analysis to finish. Yeah, we're almost done. We'll be fine. Hmm. We get uh, we get uh, Mr. Nick Fury, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson here with his band-aids on his eyebrow. Samuel. Easter egg. Yeah, Brett makes a good point. I said recycling the name, but it could just be a fun Easter egg, you know? Right, right. Same um, thing with her nickname, Cheeseburger, when she was in the Air Force. I wonder if they'll throw that in there somewhere. I will be looking out for that now. See, this is That'll what be- I'm talking about. This kind of stuff that we that we find when we're doing this research in the podcast. Now, if we see the name Cheeseburger, or if anybody who's listening to the show sees the name Cheeseburger in the in the movie, we're, everybody's gonna go ah. Yeah, you know, like Maverick and oh. So her her uh, her nickname is. Cheese. I'm so glad you mentioned that because there's something else later in the trailer that references Top Gun, or it seems to reference Top Gun. Hmm. Okay. So, moving forward. Oh, yeah. You were speaking about timeline earlier. These cars definitely look like they're out of the 80s. Yeah, they definitely look pretty old. Well, not old, old, but this appears to be jumping back to whatever was going on on the train. That's a funny face. Um, (laughs) Whatever was going on on the train when she punched the old lady, um, maybe still fighting that one Kree. If you notice, um, you can't really see it very well. And then there's this fun little scene where they seem to be in some sort of military facility and he asks her, do you know how to fly this thing? And she says, maybe. And he's like, that's a yes or no question. And she just goes, yes. And then just starts flying it. Yeah. Two things. One that kind of, kind of, um, goes along with the whole fact that she's, um, some sort of military test or, uh, air force test pilot. And then also, if you notice this jet here that she's flying, this, like what seems to be secret jet of some sort that based on this conversation they're having, uh, Nick Fury has not seen before. It looks like some sort of prototype to the Quinn jets that they're flying, that the Avengers fly around in, in the current, you know, the, the modern timeline. Sure. So I, I thought, I just thought that maybe she's somehow involved in some of, some of the stuff that she's been testing happens to be technology that we see a little bit more fleshed out and and um, uh, multiplied and made it you know built in bulk in the current Avengers movies, right? Which makes me wonder what other things we might see. Kind of like in one of the Iron Man movies, we saw Tony Stark uh, was working on whatever technology um, he had a. a half-built Captain America shield in his in his workshop before the Captain America movie was even released. You know? Right, right, right. Maybe we'll see some stuff here in this movie that's kind of alluding towards the idea that she, in the testing facility she was working in, um, 
or that she was working for, uh, she was testing some of the technology we're familiar with nowadays. Right. So, this March. It happens in March. There's that uh, interesting... Looks to be that that helmet... I mean, that helmet looks like it's kind of techno-disintegrating. Yeah. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> yeah, I watched that a few times. They did a really good job at like having her hair fall out from underneath the helmet. After yeah. The yeah. Like, Go from wow. the mohawk to the what the look that we're familiar with. Yeah. And also... Um, well, like I was saying a second ago, it looks so much like the transition of, of Star-Lord turning his helmet off or taking his helmet off, you know? Yep. Um, bunch of weird shots here. More blood. It appears to be the crash somehow, um, but this time, instead of a Kree, it appears to be the main scroll dude that's at the crash site this time because yeah. she looks to be in her, her jumpsuit her military jumps or her air force jumpsuit. So yeah, she must have been flying a secret, you know, test plane thing. Majigger. I'm thinking either this is an alternate memory or she's, her memories are being altered somehow, or maybe what happened is when she was flying that jet, she crashed into a scroll. Yes. Jet I was just of some sort. Got beat to hell by the scroll, and right. then the Kree came and basically saved her in that instance. Yeah. And the only or, way to save her human body from the damage that was done by the scroll was to infuse her with some sort of Kree DNA. Or, or, or the Kree seen that craft and wasn't sure, and maybe they engaged and they just felt bad that they shot her down, so they fixed her. Why would the, well? Why would the scroll? Why would the scroll be there, though? Well, because if the Kree came to Earth looking for some kind of weird fossil fuel or who knows what <laughs> fossil fuel, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so, alien races are coming to Earth. Why? Because they're out of gas. They're just <laughs> right. gas we've is cheaper got, on Earth. Got the fossil fuel they need. <laughs> yeah, it runs off Coca Cola. Gas is 30 cents cheaper here, guys. Oh, not paying me to say that either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? All right, yeah. Let's let's keep moving. Um, I made a note here that just says S.H.I.E.L.D. hat, yo, because she's wearing a S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. hat, and she's yep. reading classified documents. Got an affiliation with S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if she's necessarily working with S.H.I.E.L.D. She may just be wearing that so that, you know, as apparently in the Marvel Universe, you can wear a hat and security cameras don't see your face as much. They did that in a lot of the Captain America movies, too, for some reason, when they were covert. Yeah. For, for my research, she definitely has done some work with S.H.I.E.L.D. Gotcha. Um, there's an interesting shot here where her... Um, it's kind of hard to see, probably, in the stream, uh, and in, especially in yours, because it's tiny. But um, it appears to be her dog tag that is ripped in half. Oh, uh, okay. Um. So in a little bit of some of the research that I was doing, um, I came across that, I guess, uh, she, for some reason, when she's involved with the Kree, goes by the uh, pseudo, not a pseudonym, but uh, 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 I'm tired. <laughs> uh, go, she goes by the name Verse. And okay, name, yeah, I did see something like that, too, yeah. Right, and her name is Carol Danvers. 
right? And so if this is her, sorry, I've got to, uh, my screens were about to turn off. So if this is her dog tag that's been ripped in half, but it's cut off at the Dan, Carol Dan. So maybe whenever this accident happened, she only got the half of her dog tag that said verse. And that's why she goes by that name. Hmm. Verse at the end of Dan verse. Right, right. At least that's that seems to be. There were a couple people online that were saying that was kind of the theory, and that makes total sense. And I think that's kind of cool. It's kind of a fun little uh, Jude Law here, looking all angry. And then uh, more weird old memories of her being thrown down on the ground. And now we've got a suit change. So we get the text with a hero, and then this is the first time in the trailer we've seen the red and blue suit, as far as I could tell. Hmm. So there's okay. a little bit of an implication here that at some point when she changes from the Kree armor to her red and blue suit, that's when she's actually a hero of some sort, or maybe she decides she's the hero and then changes the suit. Okay. Hey, Brett, sorry we went so long. Thanks for joining us. Brett says, got to go night, guys. We are yeah. recording pretty late. When yeah. we do future live streams, we won't do this so late. What'd you say? No, I said, we're getting there, too. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we're almost done. So let's just kind of blast through. She just completely annihilated these people. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if you could just wave your arms around and knock out an entire room? So um, this is what I was talking about here a second ago. There's a quick little like two second shot here. That's Ronan, Ronan the Accuser from uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy, the main oh. blue bad guy dude from from the Garden, first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So apparently he's making an appearance in this movie as well. Tying it together. Yep, tying it all together. He's working with the scroll. And that there's was um, there's Ben Mendelsohn again as um um you know director Krennic. Um, as whatever his character's name is in this movie, I did not take that down. Um, Talos, but supposedly he's the main scroll dude, and this is Ben Mendelsohn as the actual actor. So maybe this is his human because they're shapeshifters. Maybe this is his human mm. uh, uh, part. But he appears to be in that same tunnel as the jet took like out from. It almost looks like they're shield agents. Or CIA, you know? Hmm. Maybe. To to infiltrate or something. Oh, um, so that jet that they were flying earlier was white and red, and there's a white and red jet in the background here. So maybe this is from this is probably from the same scene. Maybe they're right. running away from Ben Mendelssohn's character and his goons. In this this tunnel scene. So kind of paralleling the shots we had earlier, the quick cuts of her kind of being knocked down throughout her life, we also get quick cuts of her standing back up. Right. I think that's great. All the way up to Captain Marvel, like sticking a knee up, like standing back. I just, I, so, and this shot right here, there's something about it that just looks so cool Mm -hmm. where she's just kind of seemingly teleporting into the room. See, there's, there's... uh, have you, uh, in your research, did you come up with the uh, Marvel hero binary? I, um, let, let I stumbled you, across that term, but I don't remember what it is. Let me show it, you a quick picture. So when you're looking at that transformation, does this look anything? Um, that looks just, I mean, look at this. 
It's mm. ba- you're, it's basically the same thing. So huh. eventually, some uh, she becomes binary, the superhero binary. I don't know if they would do that in this film, but maybe they're uh, look just at this. Beckoning. Look at these shots. It looks like she is. Certainly. I mean, it looks like we're looking at that photo that you just showed me. Oh yeah, almost like identically. So I wonder if I wonder if they're just. She got flames coming out of her, her head too. Yeah, I wonder if they're just using some of her comic book uh, history and and just you know doing a little homage to some of that or or what. But that's interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. I think you're right. I'll show, I'll show you once again. Here we go. Did you do any research on the binary as a binary as a character, or not. why she suddenly screen, seems to Lord. be so much more powerful? Or no, I I didn't get that far. I didn't get to find out about okay. that. Maybe uh, maybe our viewers who are listening to the show or watching the show on YouTube, um, maybe you, you people can chime in and and if you're a fan of the series or if you Google it, we wouldn't know. <laughs> Hmm. And you can you can make a comment on whatever medium you're listening or watching on, and let us know what uh, what the meaning behind it says, this. Um, it says here, uh, Carol was you take, abducted you take the wind by out of their sails. Hmm? You take the wind out of their sails. I just sorry. Go on. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, from what this says uh, just below that image, uh, Carol was abducted by the alien Broad and subjected to an evolutionary ray that triggered the latent potential of her augmented genes. Thus, she became the cosmically powered uh, mutate called binary. So maybe that gets added in here as well. I don't know. This is the uh, the deep, weird level of the Marvel Universe that I have a hard time keeping track of. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's just, yeah. It's, it's just, super interesting, though. I If that's what they're doing with this movie, they're definitely getting pretty close to the source material, it seems. Yeah. So there's not much left, but this, um, I mean, she's wearing the red and blue suit here, appears to be doing something related to the binary thing you're talking about, mm-hmm. and she's just completely handing them a new one, ripping them a new one. Whoever, it appears to be the same ships from earlier in the in the movie. We can yeah. assume they're, well, I, I was... Like binary goes back to Captain Marvel in a way. So that okay, gives so... her the cosmic powers to be in space. I don't know. I have this theory. I I'm still sticking to this theory that hmm. the Kree are somehow also bad guys, and she ends up working against them at some point because kind of what I was touching on earlier, where the language of how they were talking about their race and how it was superior, and um, hmm. especially since one of the main Kree characters we see in this trailer ends up being one of the main bad guys in a later movie, you know. Um, and it seems like like Jude Law's character seems to be pretty pissed off at some point, almost like he's true, you know. And also yeah. how it's alluding towards the fact that they've been lying to her, and she has a different purpose as far as her her role in the Cree uh, military goes. Yeah, um, I, uh, if any of the viewers that watch this and want to comment on any of our um, accounts, it'd be interesting to follow up on that to see if see where the Marvel comic book story has gotten to. So maybe the uh, the cinematic film is adding to that storyline now telling us the next uh, chapter in that story yeah you might be well, honest I, I think I might be and I have another piece of evidence here where I was assuming she was probably fighting scroll ships but the scroll they have green skin but mostly it looked like black armor if you look but the Cree the Cree had 
um, kind of dark, uh, muted tones of kind of a copperish green um, with black. And if you look at these ships, they're mostly black, but they seem to have kind of greenish tones to them. So I almost wonder if these are Kree ships that she's fighting. Hmm. Which would further add evidence to my theory going on here that she ends up fighting both the teams at some point. Oh, hmm. oh, and also, um, the she's so there's voiceover in the in the trailer where she's saying, "I'm um I don't want to be a or I'm not going to fight for your war or I'm not going to fight in your war, but I'm but I'm going to end it." So maybe she's just like maybe she goes to this she becomes this binary character where she's super powerful and then she just destroys both factions kind of like Luke wanted to not be a part of either side of the force where she's like look the only re- there's no good and bad guys here you're both fighting you're just all right. dead right hmm. Huh. hmm I think I'm definitely onto something here <laughs> we will find out. We will find out. And viewers, definitely chime in. Give us some comments on what you think might be going on here. If I might be right. Or maybe there's parts of the comics that, that have touched on this. Sure. So right. then we get the titles. Sorry. Viewers and listeners. Viewers and listeners. Sorry. Oh, no. It's fine. Um, so then we get the title screen here. And then we get a cute little uh, snippet of Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury playing with a cat, getting all excited about the cute little kitty. Um, you can't see it in a live stream. You can't even see it in the screen, but I blew up the image as high as I could on my... Um, the cat's name tag says Goose. Go! <laughs> which is another reference, or at least it seems to be another reference to Top yeah. Gun. Right, just playing an homage to... Right. To right. that. I don't, th- I don't know that this is her cat, because there's nothing in the trailer that's really alluding towards this being her cat she even yeah. seems kind of annoyed that the cat is getting in the way of whatever they're doing at the time right right it would be funny if she was an air force pilot and she had a cat named goose <laughs> um but i think i think this may just be another reference to top gun yeah just another easter egg thrown in there yeah i love it i think that's hilarious um and then after that she's like hey nick fury come on let's go you're getting distracted by a cute kitty cat Right, and uh, she flies off. Probably just another beauty shot. I don't think that has anything any significance to that. And that's the end of the trailer. There it is. And my last note, we got through yeah. them all. <laughs> so now you see what I was talking about. I was super. I felt super intimidated when I started digging into this. But after I got my notes together, I felt I was pretty excited. So closing thoughts. What are you? Same. What are your closing thoughts on this? Uh, as I'm looking at my my screensaver behind me, um, seeing if there's any connection to that binary character um it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a great film uh, i, I really so? do yeah yeah I, I think i think it's gonna be really enjoyable it's gonna open up a new chapter um who knows how many decades of of marvel movies we have going forward but it seems like they're just finding other ways to just kind of link them together and man if she was in the next guardians of the galaxy that would be so cool yeah so i've got a, a in thanos or not thanos oh. um ronan guy from guardians what guy the star lord's enemy there oh um um korath yeah 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 korath oh my god yeah korath yeah so um, it might it might be alluding to uh uh an avengers appearance or so, 
Good lord. Uh, <laughs> galaxy appearance, yeah. Ooh, maybe, yeah, maybe we get a galaxy uh, cam, Gal- Guardians of Galaxy cameo of some sort, character right. cameo or actor or, or actress cameo. Joining them for a for a. Aside from the ones we've already seen, yeah. Um, so I have I have one very large positive and two kind of medium sized negatives, which kind of put me as at kind of a neutral for how I'm looking forward to this movie. Okay. Um. Given her acting career so far, um, given how much Marvel just completely knocks out of the park with their Marvel movies, um, given the visuals and what it seems like the story is going to be and how it's going to be kind of, it seems like it's going to be one of those kind of back and forth kind of who's the good guys. We, you thought we were the good guys. Maybe we're not the good guys. Maybe we are the good guys, but our morals a little shady. Um, right, right. I think it's going to be a really good movie. I think I'm really going to enjoy it. I have two main concerns. One of them is has no backbone whatsoever. It's just uh, an observation I'm making. And the other one is one that mm, I feel is pretty justified. Uh, the okay. first one that doesn't really have a whole lot of backbone, um, I'm kind of concerned about a character like this. So supposedly bringing Captain Marvel into this universe uh, is bringing a... The idea of this is that... Um, the Avengers movies, Infinity War, Thanos is the most powerful uh, villain they've ever come come across. The only person, and he ends up uh, being the only villain that can take out a good portion of the main characters that we're familiar with, and they don't really stand a chance against him. So how do you how do you defeat a villain like that? You either get everybody involved, which, as we find out at the end of Infinity War, not everybody can get involved anymore. Um. Or you get a hero that's stronger than him. I have slight concerns that having a character such as Captain Marvel and what it seems like to be this ultra-powerful version of her close to the end of the movie, maybe at some point, or maybe that's the beginning of the movie, who knows, but this ultra-powerful version of her that um, seems to just be able to shoot lasers out of her fists and fly and breathe in space. Um, Yeah. I have some slight concerns and it might be going the Superman route where if she has too many powers and she's too powerful, what do you need the rest of the team for? Like Mm -hmm. Superman, Superman as a character completely kills any need for any of the other justice league characters. What's the flash do? He runs really fast. Well, guess what? Superman runs really fast too. What does Batman do? He's really strong and he fights and he has gadgets. Well, guess what? Superman can fly and he's really strong and he fights really well. Who needs Batman at that point? Superman as a character being able to have all these powers and be so powerful um, just completely like you don't need the rest of the Justice League 90% of the Justice League uh, TV shows and I haven't seen the movie I have yet to see the movie but I'm I'm hoping they do something different there I I mean the movie's been out for a while I should see it Um, it was the Justice League struggling to defeat a villain until Superman shows up at the scene and then the and then the conflict is over so if we're introducing kind of the same concept where all the main characters are struggling to defeat defeat Thanos and then a good portion of them end up failing and then Captain Marvel and all of her superpowers pops into play uh, and then the conflict is over, I feel like it could be the Marvel equivalent of Superman. And I'm not a huge fan of that concept. Well, every superhero has a weakness. so I wonder what hers I, is. So yeah, far, it seems like... Her weakness is mainly just she doesn't know where she came from. Yeah. You know? 
maybe they'll reveal i mean i'm sure i could do some research and find out but i wonder if it'll be revealed in this film or not my second concern um that's a little bit less of a concern but has a little bit more backbone is the idea that the other movies this is kind of a prequel um and it feels like kind of along my first point of the superman uh concept or the superman model if you will um they were like well what are we going to do with thanos now well let's bring in captain marvel well nobody knows who captain marvel is well i don't know we got a budget let's make a movie explaining who captain marvel is if people don't watch this movie they're not going to know who captain marvel is most of us didn't know who she was until this movie was made it seems kind of like it, it may have been part of the grandmaster plan of marvel studios and mm-hmm. Disney, it, it may have been planned all this time, but the fact that the first time we saw anything Captain Marvel related was at the end of Infinity, Infinity War, um, and then suddenly they're coming out with this movie before the next Avengers movie comes out, where they're actually dealing with Thanos and they're bringing her in to deal with Thanos. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it just it feels so like, well, who's that? Oh crap! Uh, uh, uh let's let's explain it real quick, and then we'll move yeah. on with the rest of the storyline. Uh- I wouldn't be surprised if they re if they preconceived. I think they did. Yeah, but I think the order in which they're kind of releasing have that you know information things seem to have that already pre-planned out. Like six movies before you see something, it's been already positioned. You know. So I think as a movie from start to finish, sitting down at the theater and leaving the theater, it's going to be fantastic. As far as what her character represents and what the movie represents and how it's place within the overarching narrative of the, of the Marvel movies. It feels kind. I have my concerns. I have my concerns. I'll put it that way. It doesn't feel bad. It doesn't necessarily feel like it's good though. I'm just kind of concerned, but I have no doubts that the movie itself is going to be great. I wonder if that scene with a Kronos or, Kronk or whatever his name is. <laughs> Kronk. Pull the lever, Kronk. Korath. I can never remember his name. Um, Are you talking but about- I wonder if that scene that we see the back of him looking out the window into space. Oh, you mean um, you're talking about Ronan? Ro- yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's actually part of the end of the film where we see him being somehow involved in that battle. You know what I mean? And uh, that's where they make that tie-in to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it's like, oh my god, he's been there helping them the whole time. Oh no. Helping who the whole time? Right right there. That battle, I wonder if that's at the end when she has that kind of binary looking feel where she's just kind of like making a mess of the whole place. Was was Ronan a Cree? Because he was blue. Yeah. Maybe. So that would establish the Kree as being the bad guys, at least in the current yeah. storyline. That's kind of what I'm... Hmm. Right? And now, all of a sudden, he has a new enemy. Hmm. Next Guardian of the Galaxy, cue it now. Hit the music. I'm I'm not feeling. Got a, we've got a feeling. Yeah, I've got a feeling. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, sir, I'm excited. I am excited. That was enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you about ready to wrap up then? Yep, yep. I think yeah. we. It's later here than it is there. 
Yeah, I think we've been going it an hour or so. So yeah, we're gonna have a hard time keeping it thorough, at, uh, half an hour. Yeah, good thorough discussion. It's gonna be on, super weird going from something yeah. like this that feels super serious, and then doing an analysis of like the Lego Movie trailer or something. Yeah. You know, that's gonna be a lot of fun if we yeah. can go in th- this in depth viewers, on Captain Marvel. Yeah, and for our listeners and viewers, we're discussing uh, even doing Toy Story. So. Um, yeah, yeah. You guys all have to stay tuned just to see the variety that we explore. So, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the fact that we were able to pull this much interest out of something we did—I honestly didn't know much about Captain Marvel until I started doing research for this episode. Yeah, I'm looking Good forward stuff. to the other stuff too. Yeah. So, well, I hope our listeners and viewers are looking forward to it as well. And if you are. Tell people to come and check it out as well. Right. That kind of leads into the question I would like to pose to the listeners and the viewers. Oh. What do you think? What are you thinking about this trailer? Um, are you looking forward to Captain Marvel? Are you looking forward to what it means? Do you have concerns kind of like I did about what it means for the Marvel Universe? Um <clears throat> Or do you think the trailer looks dumb and the movie's going to be terrible and you just want to go there, eat your popcorn, and complain about everything? <laughs> Pete's shaking his head. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Definitely um, let us know in the comments. Uh, send us a... I mean, you can even send us an email if you want to, for that matter. Um, but definitely let us know. Get in contact with us. Po- uh, comment on, on Facebook posts or whatever. We want to talk to you guys. We want to hear what you have to say, uh, what you think about this movie, and what you think about our show. Yes. Um, so we'll let's just close it up pete where can people find you petebella.com i'm also on instagram as well facebook seek me out okay and you can also find me at calebferris.com and i'm also on instagram and i'll post links to all that stuff in the descriptions as well uh, as well as links to where you can find the show now the show our show now has its own presence online um You can find us at TWTE Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and the World Through Electrospects on YouTube. Um, there's a weird thing going on with YouTube right now. I'm working on it. I don't know why our channel doesn't show up on YouTube. Probably because I haven't uploaded any videos. I'm also working on transferring all the videos from the previous playlist from my YouTube channel over to the show's YouTube channel, so I'm sure it'll show up in the search results once we've actually got something uh, yeah. on the channel so I'm working on that but I do but the, it does have a channel um, and it's what we've been live streaming on too so that's um, that's pretty cool oh great yeah yeah uh, and then you can also check out the show whether you're watching the the video version on YouTube um, or if you're listening to the audio version or if you want to rec- uh, subscribe to the audio version you can check us out on iTunes you can check us out on Google Play you can check us out on Stitcher and pretty much anywhere else you find your podcasts uh, feel free to leave a, a review or a comment of some sort it definitely helps us out um, and we love hearing from you guys and girls and listeners, watchers, whatever. We just we love hearing from you and and knowing that uh, we're not totally alone and <laughs> we're, we're not just screaming out into the internet abyss and nobody's actually paying attention to anything we're doing. We enjoy what we do. We hope that other people enjoy what we do as well. Yep, right on. So that being said, um, that's all I have. Thank you everybody for listening. And uh, we will see you next episode. Are you not going to say anything? No, I I don't know what to say. Okay, just point at the camera. (laughs) All right, bye, everybody. All right.